All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always, in the chilly blockhouse with Kelly. How's it going, Kelly? It's like a nice blockhouse. I know. It's so nice. We hit our, our, our latest low since all the way back in April. We're recording this in October. So it's wonderful to be back in the snowy weather. It's not snowed yet, but I do think it's going to be, we're going to have another, like, snowpocalypse shit. No, we're not. For me, snowy weather is just anything under, like, 40, apparently. <laughs> it's I just, an actual snow. I just want to look outside and pretend the gray sky is just the ground and it's covered in snow. Okay. It's lovely outside. <laughs> Kelly, we spent the week listening to Bob Dylan. This is a Bob Dylan podcast. We, we listen every single week to a brand new Bob Dylan song that we pick at random at the end of the show. And then we sit with it for an entire week and then we come back and we talk about it. I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the amount of meters that you would need to be back in order to compete in Olympic archery. And this week, we listened oh, to On to the Road Again okay, okay. from 1965's Bringing It All Back Home. All right, Kelly, we listened to On the Road Again. Not that On the Road Again. Not that On the Road Again. Very different On the Road Again. <laughs> that is definitely on our playlist that we'll get to at the end of the show. But how did you feel with this song? This is the only Bringing It All Back Home we've had. Obviously, we had Subterranean Homesick Blues. All blues right there in the title. We've had Outlaw Blues. And now we've had On the Road Again. Uh, we've gotten all of the bluesy songs from this record, I think, on lock. How do you I mean, how do you feel about this and in relation maybe to the other ones and... It's, I don't know. I don't, it was fine. I didn't hate it, but it's just like, eh. uh, lyrically, it's there's nothing really there, and I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of uh, Tombstone Blues. I kept thinking it was that song and wanting mm. it to be that song because I felt like that one was kind of better. After, yeah. Um, and it's the tempo was frustrating for some reason. Like I thought it should be faster, which is why it was cool to listen to the bootleg thing. Yes, which we'll talk about. Which we'll um, talk about. But yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't... It was fine. Yeah, I think in the context, it comes right after Outlaw Blues on the record and right before Bob Dylan's 115th Dream. And I think those three were recorded back to back and they all sound very similar Mm -hmm. before the record takes its acoustic. You know, the first... It was famous for being half electric, half acoustic. And then it was really like a Rolling Stone that was all um, electric. Mm -hmm. So this one does, in the end, get some acoustic stuff going after it. But yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way as well. I love bringing it all back home, the entire record. So I love this song, but I don't know if I would ever go out of my way to listen to this. I don't know if I would go out of my way to make this a thing. Uh, this song, we did get to listen to all the takes, which again, the Bootleg Series Volume 12, I don't know how you can sort of top that. I mean, those were the most sought after bootleg stuff, that Thin Wild Mercury stuff uh, from the, six, the early 60s. So that bootleg series is like the holy grail. And I think maybe the basement tapes are probably the next one up against that. But we got to listen to all of them. So we listened to the four takes on January 14th, 1964. And we listened to the 13 takes on January 15th, 1964. So those two days, we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. The song itself, pretty simple. I don't know about straightforward. The lyrics are pretty just surreal. They're just kind of general madness but obviously the references are pretty simple um there's a song called on the road again by the memphis jug band 
He records songs by the Memphis Jug Band on the Minnesota tape that we've listened to uh, when we were doing Woody Guthrie Month way back in the day. So he knows who they are. He's definitely alluding to that a little bit. We have them on our playlist as well. And of course on the road is the Jack Kerouac novel. And I think there's no denying that that's like an influence. Michael Gray is pretty interesting because he likens this of all the songs to one that like Buddy Holly could sing. It's a very simple, straightforward blues song, but just kind of like the, even the lyrical content and just kind of like talking about family stuff. I mean, it's kind of at the end of the day, just kind of, like imagine sitting down for breakfast with a crazy family like you've just like slept with their daughter you've come downstairs and you're having breakfast and it's just a crazy scene you're like why are you here why haven't you left yet what is going on am i losing my mind are you losing like what's going on and then it just sort of ends so that's kind of how i saw the uh the, the song itself let's talk about cutting edge let's talk about that evolution you you always seem to like this yeah, I do it because it's so interesting to to hear somebody's process. Yeah, um, and then it's like it makes it bigger than Bob because it's not just him. There's a lot of artists, and like obviously, when you're listening to a piece of music, it's not just the one person, but it's it feels a more like intimate, like you're in the room, which is very cool. Um, so I can only really talk about it comparatively to the album version, right? Yeah, uh, which it he's did, never played it live. I should mention so oh. there is no live version there is no anything this is this is kind of it um i mean i do it's kind of hard because they all run together but um so one thing about the album version is the bass line in it um this is a really common bass lick it the i don't know if this is the first iteration of it but when i heard it it's immediately the peter gunn theme um it's which you've heard dun 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 that's by Uh, that was from the series Peter Gunn about a private eye. When I was Googling it, I was like, that was, is it a spy person? And that should tell you how common this bass is. I would is. love to watch a video of you trying to Google <laughs> that. I, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a lot you, of me entering dun-dun-dun first and getting nowhere. And then, okay, yeah. If, yeah, and if you've listened to us trying to figure out stuff like that before, mm-hmm. it, it is amazing. So I like, I like that because I'll play it below. Um, but it's not just like this Bob Dylan is aping that from that completely that's it's a really uh common thing like right. you'll hear it a lot and it's just like a progression that it and it's yes. not identical but it's very much that so yeah. um i had a hard time not i think that's part of the reasons why i didn't super love this song and i love the train whistle because like the harmonica train whistle sounded so cool yeah. and i'm glad that that showed up in a couple of the other versions um and it's catchy but uh the i don't know why that baseline took me out of it so much i think it's just like i couldn't stop hearing the only person that. in america that yeah. the baseline is going to take you out of a song um but yeah i love the little interstitial commentary from al cooper and bob oh, yes. is 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 so great in the bootleg um series thing it's uh the number oh, you mean tom wilson the producer it was a tom i thought it was al cooper al cooper is just a white guy playing piano he, he wasn't even part of the sessions. No, and you're talking about the guy. We're talking about Tom, the CO85. Yeah, hey, Bob, yeah. Bob, stop. Doesn't stop. you play with him at some no, point? No, too? he's just the producer. No, like... um, the Bob Johnson is the next guy after. Bob Johnson is the guy who does. Dale, turn ah. on your bass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean okay. Tom Wilson is. Yeah, gotcha. No, whatever. So Alex was the organ guy. Yes, right. Um, but this, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about these other than how you had them labeled as their numbers. I don't know what is what. So yeah, so it's a little it's a little difficult, and I kind of realized that at the end when I popped them in Dropbox, is like 
there are two different days, but like take one and take one remake, like they are not actually from the same day. Okay. So it's a little bit difficult. What's the name of this bomb? Uh, I, I don't know. I gave it a name yesterday. <laughs> I, on the road again. On the road again. That's it. Uh, Reslate. C O eight five two eight five. On the road again. Take one. Uh, but then the take two on the 14th, uh, the, which is a completed version, um, is a, like a slower, like there's only three or four complete mm-hmm. songs in here. Um, so there were two complete ones on the 14th, but they they had a slower tempo, I thought. Uh, there was no harmonica flash and a lot at of the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the next day on the take two through six uh, where there's just a bunch of false starts in there. He gets out his harmonica, and that's what he says. I'm going to play a little bit of harmonica. Three. Hey, well, I'll just play a little bit on the harmonica. Then. <laughs> All right, take four. <laughs> four. Five. Hold, hold. Wait till my voice decays. Six. Um, and then he started... Take four is where he starts with that cool harmonica solo, but it didn't. It wasn't until take thirteen when they recorded fully mm. uh, what was going on here. So it wasn't until midway through, you know, the sessions on day two that he even thought of the harmonica. Harmonica. Yeah, it's really interesting. So to not be too confusing, I'll just talk about it generally. Like, yeah. So you can really hear it starts from like a very stripped down place and then things just get added and added the first kind of or what i'm assuming is the first iteration sounds like a, a train going down a track the the drum and the bait like it's it's just insane well your grandpa's cane it turns into a sword your grandma plays the pictures and i paste it on board couldn't even figure out what it was if it was just drums because it was just going nuts like like it couldn't yeah, even hear it yeah i like, know tambourines heavy piano that yeah. dun, 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 dun. it was really more it ominous was, it was a totally different vibe it was cool yeah and it was like a cacophony it was like just crazy sounds yeah going everywhere which was a lot of fun um i thought it was a lot more exciting even though there were like no harmonica and like that and that bass line was not in there um it just was like a more exciting kind of version of it yeah and then i don't think it would have really worked i think again it makes sense for what became bringing it all back home but he wasn't really making music like that so that was a very different just kind of getting the rhythm of it probably just laying the groundwork i don't know you got to assume that bob like even when he goes in the studio he might not have a fully formed idea but he has to have enough of an idea to get the band on board and then he can start making the changes that they can roll with Mm. because it is impossible to just sit down with five people and be like Let's just play. Well, yeah. Like, that is impossible. Yeah. But if you have at least a structure, and a very simple structure, a 12-bar blues, slower, faster, whatever. I mean, we listened to it on Tell Old Bill. Great example of just being able to up the tempo, turn it down on a on a switch. Yeah. is an impressive feat, and I think they do it really well. Once the harmonica's in there, 
And I think even later on, uh, take 11 is when Tom Wilson says, that temple's too fast to squeeze in all those words, Bobby. Right, yeah. And then Bob says, hey, man, come on. We're we were going to do it. it. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's fucking amazing. And I think it's fun where even Tom is like, I don't think this is going to well, work. Well, the, the, like, he was, like, the best burn ever was like, well, if you want to do it right. Yes. <laughs> which is incredible. I, which I don't know. Like, I mean, Tom Wilson is incredible and produced a lot of Bob's greatest work, but... I wonder if Bob was like, fuck this guy, I'm going to take him down. Well, I wish, I wish they would have tried to do it a little faster personally because I feel, like I said, the tempo is just weird to me. That tempo is too fast to squeeze in those words, Bobby. Hey, man, come on. We were, we were going to do it. You want to do it right? So if you want to do it that way, go ahead. Um, so that, that chaotic version goes mm. to like an incredibly stripped version yes. where it's like just a guitar and a piano, I think. And I think that is then the next, that I think is, no, that's probably. Um, oh yeah, it was, it was a guitar, piano, and a harmonica. And then the only kind of percussion was like a thumping. It either sounded like somebody was hitting the body of an acoustic guitar or like stomping on the ground. Right. Uh, that was really interesting. I didn't really like it, but it was a, like a cool take. That was so much different, I thought. And perhaps like the origin of it, because it was so like I have this idea, it kind of sounds like this. Yeah, sounds I think like... that was the first take from the second day. Is oh, what okay. you're describing. So we're kind of getting, we're getting ready to go, and that's where the harmonica is about to get picked up. Right. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, it just the the last few versions sound very similar. Yeah. To the the end product, um, the last, the last take, the last complete take on that bootleg series is that what ends up. I don't think it's exactly what ends okay, up. It's, it's a remake. So like even on, on the official pause for sirens. <laughs> is this Highway 61 revisited? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, try it again. <laughs> Stay <laughs> back. No, that's right. That's that's not too fast at all. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead. Um no, so it's a re so it's a remake. So I think it's like an assemblage of. Um, so I, I don't think it is the okay. same version that shows up. Well, at least without the polish, because even I heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like it," but I kind of liked it a little bit better actually. If yeah. it because the mix did sound different, it did. You lose Bob a little bit mm -hmm. because the instruments are overpowering. So it makes sense in the final product that they um, raised him up and right. Uh, but it's I don't know. I like the other version a little bit better because it sounds more like in your face and. Yeah. But I guess you do want to hear what Bob has to say. True, especially because it's such a simple song. You almost need to, like, get that. There, I don't know. It's like, it's weird because you almost listen to it. And I keep, whenever I'm saying this, I'm thinking about Loud Blues, too. It's like there's an urgency to it where you just want to spit really fast. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird to listen to them playing it slower because it almost, the song doesn't, in my opinion, work like that. Uh, it's like a fun version, but it's like a version that he would play today if he was to take on this song. Right. He would play it as like a jazzy waltz number. It's <laughs> right. Like, All right, that's fine, but like that's not the the energy that was happening then. So it was really cool that just to see the architecture and to build it into what sounds like kind of like chaos, but it's all very scripted and thought out, and smart, yeah, and well done. By it's very interesting to hear. Yeah, Tom Wilson. So yeah, standard standard blues. But really, the weirdest part about the song are the lyrics. What the f is going on here? Oh, one of the versions when he goes really weird, it's like really weird. <laughs> I'm like, oh jeez, what happened, Bob? The best part about this song to me is the last lines and everything, where he's like admonishing the girl, the That's person. Honey, when you move or whatever. Exactly. Saying. So good. Uh, well, they're all great, and they all sort of don't line up to the song. The song just kind of pushes forward no matter what. But Bob 
doing against Tom Wilson's wishes is going over and continuing through uh, as they're transitioning to the next verse. And I think that's what makes Bob Dylan a great artist, especially at the time. He's not in, he's not in little boxes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's breaking through the boxes, which is fun. But I don't know. There's a lot of interpretations about the song. I don't think any of them are like, like credible. It's all very like uh, talking about surrealism and talking about the kind of poetry that was obviously prevalent during the time. Taking these, you know, frogs inside my socks. She's hiding, Mom is hiding in the icebox. Daddy's wearing a Napoleon Bonaparte mask. I mean, that's a great, like, mm-hmm. little line. Why don't why don't I live here? Honey, do you have to ask? <laughs> you got a monkey, face full of claws, Santa Claus, the milkman coming in wearing a derby hat. Lots like, of characters. A lot of characters. Uh, what else? Something to eat. I'm hungry as a hog. Brown rice, seaweed, and a dirty hot dog. I know. What the fuck? I got a hole in my stomach where my stomach disappeared. That's weird. So I was curious about the brown rice line because not that brown rice hasn't always existed, but it obviously didn't become a trend until the last like 10, 15 years. So I was like, is it rice that's gone bad or legit Mm. brown rice? Because Bob Dylan was way ahead of the curve if it's the latter actually brown rice. But again, that is a really white Eurocentric way to look at things because brown rice has been around forever. 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 But also seaweed. Is he like, is he foreshadowing sushi, which has also been around forever, but not popular in America? Yeah. Are we on the cusp of a dirty hot dog revolution? Ooh, maybe. What is a dirty hot dog? Hot dogs are kind of dirty. Do you think it's just like dropping it on the floor? I mean, yeah, I think that's what he's trying to imply. But for me, I'm like, maybe a dirty hot dog is like a spicy, like fucked up, cool, lots of stuff on it. Give me a dirty dog. A lot of people would say it's a hot dog with just ketchup on it. It's a dirty hot dog. (laughs) Oh, because you hate ketchup. You cannot put ketchup on a hot dog. You can't? No. Says who? It's a dirty hot dog. (laughs) Says the city of Chicago. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, Grandpa's cane, Grandpa shot up out of nowhere, turns into a sword. Grandma prays to pictures that are pasted on a board. That kind of rings a little true. People had pictures of like JFK up in their house mm. and also had like the Virgin Mary and stuff. And so it's like some of these things can just be like kind of like a surrealistic take on what we do. I mean, dad's wearing a, you know, a little short man, like being the way that we think about Napoleon as even though he wasn't shorter than anybody else and all this, but he was like a dictator, if you right. will, an emperor. Um, I don't know what the frogs can be or, I mean, mama hiding in the icebox. I mean, away, you know, it kind of reminded me of clothesline saga, just like a weird totally. little peek into somebody's life for a, second. a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Um, there are fist fights in the kitchen that are enough to make you cry. The mailman comes in, even he's got to take a side, even the that butler, was the part, the clothesline saga he's part got something me. to prove. And you ask why I don't live here, honey, how come you don't move? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about this one. This is a really fun one in context. I think it's fun to listen to on the Blue Series Volume 12. I think it's a fine song. I think it's a fun song. I think it's uh, on our playlist. It makes it really great because you can just kind of toss it on there and really talk about road. You know, everything on the road. This really doesn't have to do with traveling or being on the road. No. But so much of our playlist ends up being that. I mean, a lot of rock music does talk about touring being on the road and for this one i don't know yeah it's just I, fun it's a fun word jumble i think that you were um i share your sentiment of i wouldn't go out of my way to listen to this again but i wouldn't skip it if it were on yeah you know what i mean yep yeah. I'm, I'm i like to always hear it when i'm listening and bring it all back home I'm yeah like, this is another great one to just turn up really loud and just sing because it's just bizarre and dylan's intonations are really again this is a great song of his where he can just the way that he sings, you, your imitation of it is as fun as kind of just 
the playfulness of the, the music. So that's how I feel. Well, there's piss fights in the kitchen, enough to make me cry. When a mailman comes in, even he's got to take a side. Even a butler, he's got something to prove. All right, Kelly, we were also people in the world, believe it or not. What were you doing this week that you'd want to recommend with uh, Sign on the Window Nation? I feel like I ceased to exist this week. Um, a couple weeks ago, though, I forgot to mention that I did see Throwing Shade live, and that was cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, they... you were once uh, possibly laughing on a pod- on one of their podcasts, right? Was that Throwing Shade? No, or... no, that was Dumb Gay Politics. Dumb Gay Politics, okay. Yes. And I was definitely laughing. Like, I could to- Well, I asked a question. Oh, that's right. You were on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> famous <laughs> holy shit yeah it's not like i have a podcast every week oh it's, so, it's so different no 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 this is we're on another level it's true um i, I mean they did credit me as a guest <laughs> wow that's not true um SOTW pod they shouted it out oh, if only if only um i don't think there's a lot of crossover between dumb gay politics in this podcast although there might be you're bringing it you're bringing it well though. julie does like um, rock from the 60s and 70s. Um, I'm sure Bob she's Dylan's a from the 60s fan. and 70s. She doesn't mention that. Anyway, oh my God, what a tangent. Yeah, so Throwing Shade, which is the podcast I've been listening to the longest, probably for like three or four years. They, um, I've mentioned them a million times in here, but I went to go see them again. I saw them last year. Last year, they did not have a guest, which is the format of their uh, podcast. They talk about their issue, like they each have an issue they talk about, and then they interview a guest. And so they are interviewing guests on each, like, like stop of their tour. Oh, wow. This which is really ambitious. Um, they ambitious. did. They interviewed um, Aisling B uh, when they were in London, which is pretty rad. Heart. Um, and because we're in Portland, they brought Corin Tucker, so that was awesome. That's fucking awesome. I know. And they um, they did karaoke with her, so I got to hear oh. her sing. Oh my god! <laughs> because... Did you say? Hi, I'm Kelly from Dumb K Politics. <laughs> I have a Slater Kinney podcast on my other podcast. You no. should have. No, but she, um, when they were asking her questions, she uh, brought up Heavens to Betsy, and I was like, woo! <laughs> and no one else. <laughs> like, what? What's Heavens to Betsy? <laughs> I was like, oh. She was like, yeah. No. So um, that was rad. And that I knew so she was cool. going to be there, but it was really cool to hear. She, they sang two songs, karaoke. They did, I think it's Heart. But I, or it could be Blondie. I'm sorry, everybody. The one that's, um, he's a magic man. Try to understand. Try to understand. Try. No. He's a no magic idea. man. No. no, I know the song, but yeah. I don't know who it is. Oh, okay. And then the other one they did was uh, Peggy Davis size. Peggy. No, not Peggy Davis. My bad. That's a joke on dumb gay politics. Hilarious. Betty Davis eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I didn't know that they did karaoke. They do sometimes on their okay. stuff. But it's that's like cute. Corn Tucker. Come on. God, do I so that was amazing. But yeah, it's amazing. uh that's all I really did. I've just been sad because of the state of America. Oh yeah, well that's like a constant running theme of this podcast. And I know that it's not unique to America for to hate women, but it just like feels really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly disappointing. Yeah, it's a global it problem, is. but it feels very like America's not even trying a little. So that's not at all. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've been doing. Been it's sad. hard it's hard to, to reconcile, you know, your ideas about America with what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the the struggle since the day of the signing of the declaration, if not earlier. Well, because every time I feel like the public is moving forward, all it takes is our government to just, like, drag you back down. It's like, yeah. when you think things are getting better, at least socially, they're getting better. Yeah. It's like, 
but it doesn't matter because the people in power are still the same old white dudes. Yes. And it's just like, and fuck. it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And there's no representation of the world at large in this country at large. And they don't want it. And no. that's the whole difference. So that's So someday cool. <laughs> this country will burn to the ground. And then <laughs> it'll just be the way it is. I mean, America's no specialer than anyone else. So you got to get with the times, America. It's pathetic. Yeah, for sure. It's truly pathetic. Anyway, what were you doing? I was listening, ironically, I'm two-thirds of the way through Andrew Roberts' Napoleon, A Life. I'm oh, listening hey. to that audiobook. It's fantastic. And, of course, we got Napoleon Bonaparte. So, I sure do. Um, yeah. What a character. That Napoleon is. It's a very interesting story. Uh, I also, Joe Strummer, they came out with uh, Joe Strummer 001. It's like a compilation of all of Oh, that was stuff. new. I saw you listening to that. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not new because he's long dead. But right. it is, um, yeah, sort of going through a lot of his old stuff. I've heard most of it, I would say. Probably about 50%. But uh, the other 50% are different. He was a, a unique artist. Eclectic, wide listener of music and put it into practice. I wish we had more Joe Strummers in the world. Cursive had the first album back since 2012. I love Cursive. Uh, Vitriola. And it's really good. It's like a huge step forward from where they were. A lot of people fell off the train. But I'm, I'm glad that they've got the sad um, cello back. And that's really what they needed. Uh, and then finally, Me Without You. Uh, probably one of my un- understated favorite bands released an album called Untitled. I make a playlist with every state in the union. And I can reliably, since the lead singer moved to Idaho count on idaho getting some representation because god that's probably one of my like least you know filled in playlists so this motherfucker i can just basically just drag these albums this guy's just talking about idaho all the time and if it's not idaho it's south dakota so what's up south dakota playlist what's up idaho playlist amazing and finally just two records that are too fucking long fucked up dose your dreams i love fucked up a lot they're fantastic too fucking long it's like an hour and 20 minutes Coed and Cambria came back oh, really? Heavenly Creatures. It's really good. They're a really great band. It's an hour and ten minutes long. They're too <laughs> fucking long. But the songs that are great are truly great. And I think these are two great records from two bands that I do genuinely enjoy. Too fucking long. Good to know. Yes. On the road again. Oh, do you want to talk about where you can find us in, That's true. in our playlist? My bad. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Forgot to do the playlist. Damn it. Well, you didn't forget. It's not over yet. Yeah, let me pull up the playlist. I forgot to write it all out. I forgot Willie Nelson was gay. I didn't know that. Oh, until like when? Till this moment. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. what. I don't, like I don't really. 10, okay. Well, it's 15 about. years ago. All right, Kelly. So we're talking about long stuff. You know what's shorter than Coed and Cambria and Fucked Ups? albums our fucking playlist that's true that's right you can go to sotwpod.com uh you can go to our twitter you can go to spotify search see that my playlist is kept clean and you can follow along as we change our playlist every week with the song but this week kelly we listen to songs based on on the road again of course we got a lot of songs on here and it's great sorry i need to know Oh my god. Did I make that up? I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure. Hang on. I mean, just type in Willie Nelson gay. I did. I put when did he come out? But they're like, this is his birthday. <sighs> when did he come out of what? The, the closet? <laughs> well, if he's not gay, then that's, nothing's going to come up. Gay. Gay Willie Nelson. 
Willie Nelson on same-sex marriage. Gay people should be as miserable as the rest of us equipped. He's not gay. Really? Yeah. Are you... Why did I... Why? I mean, I literally typed in Willie Nelson gay. There's nothing. There's no, nothing. He's not gay. Gay marriage debate is ridiculous. I'd marry a guy I didn't like. I'd never marry a guy I didn't like. Gay marriage is all about human rights. He releases an homage to gay cowboys. Willie sings in the voice of gay cowboy. <laughs> it's not gay. I mean, well, go to his Wikipedia. Man. Probably. Okay. I mean, he could be gay. Listen, he could be gay. He's just, it sounds like he's just cool. He. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's been married. Uh, Shirley Nelson, a couple divorced in 71. Uh, he's married to his current wife, Annie D'Angelo, in 1991. Man, you know what? Before the fucking internet to verify shit, you could just say what the fuck ever to anybody and no one could say no to you. And I'm, I've been duped. That's something I've been carrying around since before there was social media. Wow. Wow. You just wanted it to be true. I mean, I I mean I, it. it sounded right. I was like, that's cool. I mean, that's why I was like, I don't know. I've certainly never heard it. And I Jesus guess America Christ. hasn't heard it. Wow. But you're learning truths, though. <laughs> I gotta say, it's pretty impressive. Well, whatever. Back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, this week we also had a really great playlist that is shorter than Fucked Up and Coen and Cambria. It's an hour and four minutes, so a little bit on the long side, but I think it's really great. Uh, welcome back to the playlist. We've done Willie Nelson before, right? I no, think so. I don't think so. All right. Welcome back to the playlist. Can Heat, of course. You uh, have that yeah. Can Heat. Uh, Memphis Jug Band, I think we've definitely featured before mm. way back in the day. Um I think the Flatliners, I'm yeah, pretty sure, oh, yeah. have been on there before. I love that song. Nick Drake, for sure. Yes. Beck. Probably. Probably. Uh, Dave and Ronk, 100%. Johnny Cash, 100%. Arctic Monkeys, I believe, maybe once before. Yeah. Billie Holiday, for sure. Yes. So welcome back to all of those guys. Welcome to the playlist. Willie freaking Nelson. That's right. First timer. That song is classic. A little too classic. Couldn't listen to it. Had to skip over it all the time. Not- I listened to it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Sam Collins uh, from the, that old, uh, the American epic, the collection of old folk oh, songs, right, which okay. is pretty, pretty fun. Broken Bells. Love that song. That love, sounds great. Love, and apparently they're going to come back with new music, which is fun. Uh, Roger Miller, King of the Road, mm-hmm. classic song. Angel Olsen for the first time. Ugly Casanova, Portishead for the first time. Sid. Uh, we've talked about the internet, but mm-hmm. he Sid is. Sid from the internet. She. Perfect. She. There you go. Uh, and Tired Pony. Welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Ugly Casanova? That's the guy from Modest Mouse. It was a side project. Definitely her. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was like, is he guest starring on this or is he a part of it's this? It's actually full. Uh, or full. It's a fun story. So Ugly Casanova, they had this fan that broke into Modest Mouse's like dressing room and tried to steal their equipment or something. Cool. And they ended up with his diary somehow. I don't know. But they basically wow. wrote the whole album. Because it's, it's not just the lead singer. It's a couple of the guys from Modest Mouse too. But okay. it's like this little side project. They used his diary to write uh, all the lyrics. That's amazing. So, yeah. And it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. But it's a cool album to listen to. If you yeah. They only have the one. And I think it was 2004 or 2002. Anyway. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I love this this whole thing. I loved <laughs> On the Road Again is such a classic. King of the Road is such a classic. Um, it's just weird to listen to those songs. And that Portis Head song, Portis Head Rose, song, is also a classic is, for what it's worth. <laughs> it, it is a nice song. Uh, yeah, it was it was really great all the way all the way through this week. Yeah. And you can find this again at SOTW Pod. You can find this on Spotify. See that my playlist is kept clean. We change it every single week for the song that we're talking about. 
You can also find us at SFTWPod on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. All the places that you would normally associate with podcasts having, we have. We have them. <laughs> They're just for us. Think of a podcast, and we probably have that too. SOTWPod. I also learned that SOTW could also be construed as song of the week. Not not great. Oh. Not great. So I see somebody, mm. you know, usually using the tag SOTW, and they usually mean like the song of the week. Right. And, we're not about that. That's why we have the pod on the end. So remember, when you're talking about SOTWs out there, everyone, put a pod on the end. Just for us. <laughs> Just think about us. All right, Kelly, this is the part of the episode where we pick next week's song. Now, a little bit of housekeeping. We're going to be doing only five more episodes this year. I know it's sad. We made it to 40 episodes last year. We're going to make it to 35 this year. We're going to be taking off December as normal. We're still going to do a Christmas special and all the regular stuff. But we are just going to limit this to the end uh, to 35. Are you happy with that? doesn't I mean, matter if you are okay. <laughs> are you speaking to me or the public yeah no who knows <laughs> alright Kelly I'm taking On the Road again off our list forever we'll never have to listen to it again except for when we get bringing it all back home absolutely <laughs> so we will talk about it then I can't believe we've already had three bringing it all back home so yeah. I'm kind of I mean I'm nervous uh, are we going to get a fourth I don't know I'm What's just good? upset at the amount of like Christian period Bob that we have so much. Um, I mean, it, it seems incredible that we're not getting it. Yeah. So it's going to happen this week. Probably. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> so Kelly, we're down to 100. So Kelly, we're down to 440. So this is where you guess one out of 440. Go. 96. 96. Strong. Strong. Not correct. So off. <laughs> 96 was your guess. Let's see what 96 could have been in the darkest timeline. We would be listening to another song from Times They Are Changing, The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. Oh. Which we've heard on the Bootleg Series Volume 5, yes. which was uh, Rolling Thunder. Right. So, And it's also on the Bootleg Series Volume 6, uh, All Hallows Eve. So it would have been perfect How for our uh, Halloween time that we're coming up on recording. So, But alas. But alas. You know what's a band I don't really like at all? What? 311. Oh, is that what the number is? Ah. That's what the number is. All right, Kelly, we are going back to Blonde on Blonde. Not the full album or anything, but a great song that I personally love called One of Us Must Know Sooner or Later. Is it the parentheses situation? Yes, One of Us Must Know in parentheses sooner or later. Hmm. And he sings it sooner or later. One of Us Must Know. So it's weird. Why didn't he just call it that? Why did he change the lyrics around we'll get to it we'll get to the bottom of it next week so join us for episode 71 one of us must know sooner or later off of 1966 blonde on blonde kelly another successful episode how do you feel about yourself i don't know great what a great (laughs) what a great time to be alive in a great country where everything is going great everything is fine (laughs) good night goodbye